From rolling dice and drawing cards to solving puzzles and opening locks. For beginners who are new to games, as well as experienced players who want something new. Let us take you through the exciting world of gaming and help you design a great gaming get-together. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is game night. Happy Friday, everyone! In this episode, we'll give an overview of our time at Dice Tower West, our first ever board game convention. In the dice roll, we'll talk upcoming games we got to preview. We have a spooky escape room report as we go to Trap Las Vegas, and of course, we'll talk our Friday favorites. Lauren, we're feeling much better now. Yes, we. <laughs> it's it's been a couple weeks since um, Dice Tower West, and of course, this episode's going to come out in normal time. So we knew that there was going to be some time that passed before, between Dice Tower and when this episode came out. But what we didn't expect is that we both caught the flu while we were at Cron Dice Tower. Cut. <laughs> it's a real thing, and we got it bad. Yes, we did. Uh, thankfully, we got it just as the con was ending. Uh huh. If you want to hear us. Um, kind of mid-recovery, go listen to our movie date night episode about weird science. Yes, you can hear my very froggy voice. <laughs> and possibly some coughs I couldn't quite edit out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we are um, mostly recovered now, and we are ready to finally um, break down Dice Tower West. I've been waiting for this. I've been really looking forward to it. Like when you first mentioned mm-hmm. that we were going to go to this, I, I just knew I would have a good time, and I would even have a better time talking about it afterwards. (laughs) So Dice Tower West um, was formerly um, known as MeepleCon. It was a board gaming convention that had been in Vegas for the last couple years. Um, It was kind of known for being very small and very... um, very focused on playing games, not yeah. so much on selling or previewing or companies coming out. It was mostly about playing. And um, Dice Tower actually took it over. And of course, Dice Tower has um, a convention normally in Florida. So they wanted to do something for the West Coasters because it's very hard for us to get to Florida. Yeah. And um, so they took it over this year. Um, and they, they made it a little bit bigger, but they still wanted to keep it really small and very... Um, focused on playing games and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and the community. Um, So this was our first ever board gaming convention, anything kind of like this. I mean, we've only ever been to a a very small Comic-Con. Which was like in Palm Springs. Yeah, it wasn't so even it the was official. not like the San Diego thing. Yeah, and you know what? This convention, this is my size. That yeah, I this is a with. good size. Um, I did hear that they're gonna open it up because they did cap it, and uh, in fact, oh. it sold out like right away. And mm-hmm. they did; they were able to move. I guess it was gonna be somewhere else in that hotel, yeah. and they moved it to where it was so they could add a little bit more people in. Um, I heard that they had just over a thousand people there. Wow. Um, around like maybe twelve hundred altogether and they're gonna maybe up that to 1500 but they're not going too big. that's not bad yeah not going too big and like okay let me just describe the setup for how it was laid out uh-huh. it's pretty much imagine a huge like ballroom kind of area and be- it's at vegas this was at what was the name of the hotel again you remember it, it was that. at um a hotel off the strip called the Westgate. the Westgate. thank yeah. you i remember it had west in it i can remember mm-hmm. the rest of it but yeah it's it's cool. Like they have like this ballroom area mm-hmm. where it's kind of like modular, where like they can like, you know, put up or take down walls to like expand it out, you know, yeah, so, or like to seg- segregate it because like right next door was a weightlifting competition for yeah. like Olympic US tryouts or something. It was like I kind of want to go next door. Yeah, and, watch and that. I heard I heard that um, before we got there, there was a pizza convention there. Nice. So it was all like these different restaurant owners and like, you know, cheese providers and different things. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a big ballroom kind of setup. And essentially what they did was they had just 
rows upon rows upon rows of really long tables, tons of chairs, and then off to the side they had a little, not not little, excuse me, a big library section. Yeah, they where had a huge library. They had pretty much every single board game I could think of that's mm. like modern. They didn't have old stuff, you know, yeah. just like the more modern stuff. <laughs> like from 2000 on pretty much, you know. Mm. And it's, you just go grab one if it's there. It's like at the library, you know, you mm-hmm. grab a book off the shelf, you grab a game off the shelf, you check it out, they scan your ID, which was our little badge thing that we had to wear. Yeah, which was, I mean, it was, it was all like, everything was very like organized well in that respect where, yeah, you went, you went into the play area, you didn't have to like be let in or anything, you just wandered into it, found the game you wanted. Sometimes the games were gone already because, you know, there's a lot of people there checking out games and some games we noticed were gone all the time. Well, because, you know, they're popular. <laughs> they're popular. Yeah. Like for instance, we, we just wanted to look at the newest clank, the clank in space. Mm-hmm. And, um, we didn't get to till the very end of the con because like it was continually being checked out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just grabbed it. You walked over to someone and they scanned your badge and you were good to go. And when you brought it back, you brought it back, they You just dump it, it off and, and then they'll take care of it. Yeah, it's exactly. It's literally just like going to your public library. Yeah, it was really easy um, and kept the flow really good. They had big signs out that you could grab to say like player wanted or teacher wanted. That was cool. Yeah, so uh, as Lauren said, they had these big like triangular like tall signs like a meter tall, right? Yeah. That have like bright colored paper on them that you can say, hey, we want people to come play this game with us. Like we only have one or two people, but it's best with three or four or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you can even say like, I want to play this game, but I don't know how to play it. Teacher wanted. If yeah. anyone here knows how to play this game, and people are like being smart, they're putting that thing down on the table, which is a meter tall, and then the box cover yeah. on top to be like, here's the game. That I'm was yeah, about. it was really clever. Which I wouldn't if I hadn't seen other people doing it right mm-hmm. away. I wouldn't have thought to do. But um, yeah, you put like you'd put your player wanted sign up, and then you'd put the box cover up top. Some people were like and... desperate. They were holding up like, hey, hey, who yeah. wants to get in on this? Yeah. <laughs> Not only could you kind of scan the room and see if there was any player wanted or teacher wanted signs, but you could scan the room and see what they were playing mm-hmm. from, you know, without having to walk right up. So you could right away kind of see like, oh, that's a game I know. I could teach that. Or, oh, that's a game I would like to play. Or I don't know what this is, but maybe Let's they will teach Let's sit down and me. find out. Yeah, exactly. Um, they also had a section near the near the back. Mm-hmm. And I say back as in like the entrance is the front, right? Yeah. Near the back of the... Um, playing area where it was the hot games were like the ones that people are talking about so if you remember back in a previous episode that we did for upcoming games of 2019 that we were looking forward to we got to play a couple of those we like, did we like got to play a museum couple of them. yeah oh my goodness guys museum is amazing i <laughs> love that game so much yeah, especially it's... being a history nerd uh-huh. yes yeah it's it's complicated it took us a while to like go through the rules and kind of figure everything out well it's but... it, okay it's complicated on your first go through, mm-hmm. but then once you've played it once, you get it. Yeah, like I totally get it. The only thing that's weird is like that kind of throws that threw us for a loop is the organization of uh-huh. how you put stuff in your museum. But like I said, after a, a playthrough or two, I think you get the swing of it. Yeah, and it's one of those that like like the person we were playing with because that was one that we put up a, a player wanted sign and got someone to play join us. Mm. Um, he was kind of like. Well, this doesn't seem right because it feels like there's no way you could actually achieve this one like achievement. Yeah. And it was like, well, you can, but then if you're doing that, you can't do this other thing. Yeah. Like you have to choose essentially. Like you could see where it's it's not going to be easy, but it is possible. And what I like is that that game that 
I don't think we knew about when we were first checking it out is that it has secret objectives on top of everything else. Yeah. So, like, I think yours was you were going for nothing but, like, Japanese artifacts or Chinese something. Chinese artifacts, Chinese, yeah. Yeah, so your secret objective was just get all the Chinese artifacts you can. Mm-hmm. And mine was you have to get, like, some Roman, some Incan, some Egyptian, and some agricultural stuff. And I was uh-huh. like, ugh, like, nothing Roman is coming up right now, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. really frustrating. Yeah, but, yeah. So they had those ones. What they would do with the, the like, the hot games is they kind of like what they did is they decided ahead of time like these are the ones that everyone's gonna want to play or whatnot like that was their wingspan was there yeah wingspan literally someone was always playing wingspan that's all i've heard about for the last couple months we we didn't play it but we have a chance yeah but that's all i've heard about that's all anyone's talking about online last i heard there was a copy on ebay going for like 100 bucks or something like that yeah everybody that's that's apparently the game that everybody wants right now is wingspan we'll check it out but um but they they would they just had these games like all laid out and set up already, mm-hmm. and they just were set up the entire con. Yeah. And the other thing, like, so once again, like this game library, this game library was huge. It had pretty much everything you could want. It had games we've played before, it mm-hmm. had games we hadn't played, games we never heard of, games we had heard of. Oh yeah. Um, it was open twenty four hours a day. Yep. Like literally, and I can attest that we went down at like midnight, and there the room was still like practically full. Yeah. Like, these were hardcore gamers. I heard there was people out there at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it literally did not close. Uh, like, we are talking serious gamers here. Yeah, you want to talk about a city that never sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas doesn't even have clocks on the walls. Yeah, right? Um, the other thing that I thought was kind of cool about this setup, though, is then they also had the area where, like, they would bring it, had vendors. Yeah, that was really And neat. what they what they did, which I think this is really smart, is the vendors were actually in the same area as the plate plaything but they were at the far end of the room and then what they would do is they had a sliding wall that they would put down and then bring back up when that area closed so everything was in one area you didn't have to like okay well i want to go to the vendor hall so i have to go upstairs or like it was all yeah that was really nice the only thing that was upstairs was a uh role-playing like dungeon dragons thing i didn't get a chance to go up there unfortunately but just but it's only because i've played DD. I know what that's about, and I'm much as I would have loved to have played, I want to check out new things. Um, yeah, and also like we we did want to do that, but um, it was kind of like you had to make a a, a time commitment, you mm-hmm. know, and we just weren't sure if we wanted to make that time commitment. Yeah, um, you know, some of our decisions were really fueled by the fact that it was our first time there, so we there were certain exactly, things yeah. that we wanted to do and wanted to experience. They did also upstairs have um, a couple like events at night, like. I think they did a live Dice Tower recording of something mm-hmm. and things like that. We weren't able to attend any of those, um, but that was something else they had upstairs. But for the most part, everything you needed was in that one big room, essentially. Yeah. You know, you didn't really have to leave there. Um, they did have like a little tiny snack bar right outside that was open for certain times that had... Which was good if you need a quick like, you know, uh, drink or, you yeah. know, a little snack, you know, like uh-huh. I think they had like sandwiches and fruits and cookies and stuff like that. Yeah, but like very simple. We're talking like, you know... Oh, that's what gamers need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Listen, gamers run on unleaded fuel. Yeah. Know? Like they just 80, 87. Sure. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Um, and the vendor area that they had, um, it wasn't huge. I would say there was maybe like 30 max vendors at most. I mean, yeah, it's it's around three dozen. It's not, yeah, it's not very overwhelming. And what they did, which I thought was really smart, is they actually had this passport 
that they would give you at the beginning when you checked in in Mm -hmm. your bags. And what this did is if you went to every vendor, they would give you a sticker. And at the end, you could then turn it in and you'd be entered to win a drawing for either one of, um, they had a couple different things. If you got all the stickers, you were entered in for a drawing for actually tickets to either come back next year to go to Florida or the big item ticket was a chance to go on the Dice Tower cruise. Um, So, of course, you know, we're not big cruise people, but we'll take a free cruise to play board games, right? Okay. You're not a big cruise person. <laughs> I've gotten a couple. I enjoyed myself. I've gotten a couple. It's just not my preferred mode. Of... It's not my preferred mode, but yeah. I still enjoy it. I'll still get um, down. But you know, we didn't win. <laughs> um, but then, if you didn't, if you didn't win those, you were then again entered to win these big game bundles. And I mean, these we're talking were crazy. like five bundles and like probably two hundred dollars worth of games. Yeah, first. like these were really crazy bundles when we saw them. Uh, people getting them. Um, we sadly didn't win anything, but that was okay. Um, but I thought like this passport idea was actually really brilliant because although it was sort of like this frenzy to, I got to go visit all the booths. I got to go visit all the booths because I want to be entered. But what it actually did is it made you, you had to go to every single booth and you had to talk to the people in that booth. And usually they didn't just give you a sticker. You had to listen to their spiel. You had to talk but about their But that's good game. for the vendors because it, it is, helps them yeah. get the word out about their product. Mm-hmm. It gets you interested, possibly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it may it kind of forced you to interact, and it really helped. I think it would, was probably really beneficial to the vendors because it brought people in. It made them listen. You know, listen to their thing, mm-hmm. hear about it. It may have sparked interest that they might not have otherwise sparked. It also probably convinced some people to go into that area who might not have you know some people may have just played but because you know you didn't have to do it by any means but um you know it got people in there so i actually thought like that was a really brilliant idea one of the things i didn't even realize that they were going to do is give us some freebies yeah when we first signed in and got our name badges Mm -hmm. that would be used as kind of like our entry ticket every single time yeah your your typical lanyard yeah um, they also gave us these little blue bags to like you know carry a purchase it in and they were full of a free game yeah, we each got we got two games. Um, we got I got Bear Valley, mm-hmm. and what did you get? I got Arena of the Gods, which is significantly better than Bear Valley. In my <laughs> it's also significantly bigger and significantly more expensive. Like the like we're talking some pretty legit games. Yeah. Um, and I know there was also I believe there was um, some people were getting a um, expansion the to Sheriff, Sheriff of Nottingham. And um, the other cool thing was people, because they had like a Facebook group created for this mm-hmm. event, um, people were also posting on there like, hey, I really want Bear Valley, but I got Sheriff of Nottingham. I don't have the base game, so this does nothing for me. Does anyone want to trade? And then there were other people who were like, hey, I'll trade because I, you know, like I have that game and I would like mm-hmm. this and stuff. So that was kind of cool. Um, we also got some free dice. Um, so that was cool. Which we added to our jar. I yeah. Thought. Yeah. Well, I guess you can call that a jar. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're on our, our Instagram, fish bowl, really, yeah. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll know what we talk about. We have a um, our new board game shelf that we've got going on here, and um, we've got a really cool um, collection of dice. We've essentially got a duodecahedron. Uh, <laughs> yes. In this sh- like fishbowl, you know, it looks like a D twenty, and it's like a fishbowl, and we're just filling it with dice. Yep. And the goal is, it's about it's about forty percent full right now. Yeah, I don't I don't want it full to the top, but I would like it a little fuller. But no, I it want, already I want that baby full. <laughs> it already has um, oof, a couple hundred dice in it already. So how many how many how many dollars worth do you think? Um, probably like sixty dollars worth of dice so Ugh. far. Yeah. 
And we're like, it's all the dice, not just D6s. You, yeah, it's a ton of six, different yeah. dice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. We got some free games out of it. Um, one of the things that they, I mean, they did, like, the vendors were very um, diverse. And, you know, the, we had, obviously, you had your gaming companies who were there. Like Yellow dis- was there. Yeah, displaying their games, talking about their games, you know, getting people interested in their games. You could buy them in some cases. They also had a lot of companies there that are more independent and offering, like, talking about, you know, their upcoming game or their new game that's coming out that, you know, maybe is not available for purchase yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool because we got to see kind of like these different stages of development in a couple oh, yeah. cases. There was this one that I was really interested in, actually, mm-hmm. but it was like very early development, that Dead End Hookers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like it's supposed to be a very kind of like tongue-in-cheek, like... Um, kind of macabre sort of game yeah it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek horror thing yeah exactly but um like the game itself seemed kind of cool but it was like super early development yeah but it's definitely worth following if Mm -hmm. if you like that kind of macabre like kind of like grave humor you know Uh uh i'll just you know uh shout it out now it's d-e-d-d dead mm-hmm. you know that's how you spell it d-e-d-d and hookers it's not dead hookers it's uh-huh. dead and hookers yeah yeah but what they did is they did this funny thing with their um logo to make it kind of look so like that's what you saw first you so see you dead like, hookers what? first and then you're like oh no it's not that um they did have a couple like other vendors that were selling like um they had one that was selling um like dice bags and things like that, mm-hmm. that and it was kind of cool yeah we bought some um it was kind of cool because you could sh- they had some already made ones but then you could also go through a list and choose fabric and stuff yeah you could choose the the pattern fabric and then also like the base the, underneath yeah it, the backing know? and stuff and then they even they not only had bags they also have like these cool little like magnetic snap button things that then like forms a cloth bowl yeah so you can roll the dice and bits in in, yeah which Which is cool um and what was cool is like they were making them right on the premise so literally like we were like oh well can we get that but in like this thing and they're like yeah come back tomorrow and we'll have it done for you um so that was neat they had a they had like two booths that were more they were representing um actual game shops so they had like games for which was sale. cool in case like which you saw good. something in the library maybe they would have it yeah yeah that was but that was my only kind of thing i wish is that i wish there was a little bit more and this is you know really just coming from my perspective i wish that there had been a little bit more ability to buy games mm-hmm. i mean yes there were vendors selling their games but like there was a couple games that we played while we were there that i that are very common games but that i would have liked to have bought um yeah. like we finally got to play sagrada amazing game. and i really want to buy that and then there was no copy there so i was kind yeah, of like bummed. we would have bought it pretty much no matter yeah. the price right then but just they didn't have it yeah and and it was kind of nice because like some of them were offering like very small discounts but enough to make it worth yeah exactly enough to where like if i if, if it was like 18 instead of 20 i would have been like cool you hey, know that's 10 percent, baby yeah so like things like that like i just kind of wish that from my perspective there were things i wanted to buy that i couldn't buy i'm sure other people like i know some people were going home with bags full of stuff oh i saw some people but... like arms full like walking out the yeah door. yeah so you know that was my only um complaint one thing that we didn't get to do that i really wish we had gotten to do is there was actually a um flea market where people had brought games to sell yeah, we didn't get a chance to get we to We didn't that. get to because yours truly here got sick that day. Yeah. Um, basically, what 
What happened is I started feeling sick um, Saturday. Like Saturday night. So, yeah, Saturday. I was I was starting to cough a little bit and my throat felt a little funny. But you know how it is. Like Vegas is dry. I mean, we come from Southern California where it is dry, but Vegas is very dry. Plus also, it's more smoky in the casino. It's which smoky. We had to walk through the casino to get from our room, of yeah. course, to the thing. So we're like... <laughs> Constantly going by his people smoking, and mm-hmm. once again, it's dry. It's dry, yeah. And the air quality in Vegas is just never great, especially in those those big hotels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I heard that it's it's a bit older hotels, so there's like more dust and stuff in the vents mm-hmm. and things. Um, so I just thought it was something like that, um, and I wasn't sleeping very well. So I thought, oh, you know, I'm just tired and yeah. blah blah blah. But then when we woke up Sunday, I realized that I was very sick. No, you and had a fever going. Yeah, I, I had like, a fever. No, we're going now. Um, so we basically just kind of did a real quick like tour of the shops real quick to make sure that like there was nothing, no blowout sales or nothing we had missed. Yeah. And then we we left. So we didn't get to go to the um, to the flea market. We didn't get to go to the flea market. But you know what? Your health, I think, takes precedent over anything else. And I was glad yeah. You were really, like, yeah, it would have been nice to do that, but we'll go next year, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, the you know, we were driving, so it's not a short drive for us. It's a good couple hours, mm-hmm. and I was really worried that you would start coming down with it. Well, that's and why so... also like I was like as I was concerned about you, mm-hmm. but it's also like if this hits me before we like get going, we're in trouble. Yeah, because so. there's no way I could have driven home. Yeah, like I was no, you sick. you had multiple naps. So yeah, so um, so yeah, we had to leave before that. So that maybe maybe you know we could have found some of those games there. Uh, Who knows? Probably um, other opportunities. Yeah. The the one thing that I didn't like was so we so we said we had like the lanyards that was kind of your ticket in <laughs> I right. I know where you're going with this, yeah. Um, and that's how you checked out games or whatever. But the one thing that I didn't expect is when we got there, they put on these wristbands, and these are the wristbands you get at like amusement parks or you like know, a concert. concerts, yeah. those paper ones. And um, we had to wear it for the entirety of the con. Yeah, they were like sleep with it, shower with it, don't take it off. Yeah, and I like at first. I didn't really get why, because I'm like, we have our lanyards. Like, exactly. Why do we need this? Um, but then later I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, um, like, th- this con had sold out. Like, yeah. there were no tickets. It sold out day one, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they opened it up for a little more, and it sold out right away again. Yeah. And I could easily see people um, bringing someone else that hadn't paid for the con. Oh, yeah. And just giving them their lanyard. Okay, you go in. I'm going to go get something to eat. You know, and mm-hmm. just doing that. And so I could see where they didn't want that to happen, right? Yeah. So um, I kind of got the the wristband thing. My wristband, though, was destroyed by the time we left. Um, and it was really driving me insane. I made the mistake of putting it on my watch arm mm-hmm. and my dominant hand. Yeah. So it was seeing a lot of use, whereas yours looked a lot better than mine. And I normally pick at mine and they bother me. And I yeah. Don't yeah. Pull. You were like, when they first put it on, you were like, oh, no, this is not going to be good. I was fine. <laughs> but yeah, yours was fine. Mine was like destroyed. You could barely tell what color it was by the time I left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't love that. I kind of hope if they do that again that they get more of the plasticky kinds or something. I mean, I know they can't get ones that you can take off because... It's like a like, medical bracelet kind of quality? Something. Something a little bit more waterproof and life-proof, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I kind of wish that they had done um, a little bit better was... Um, it was well organized, but some of the communication early on could have been better mm-hmm. um, because, like, they didn't really release a schedule until it was getting pretty close. Yeah. Like, and people were kept asking online, like, when are we going to get a schedule? You know, what? And I just kind of wish that they, and like, um, the other one was, 
oh, we were coming in late. And so they had said what time you could check in the first day, but not the other days. And so it was like, okay, well, when can we check in the other days? And they're like, oh, the booth's going to be open, so it's no problem. But just things like that, like you could tell the, the those of us who are planners were all on the Facebook group desperate for information that they weren't giving us. That's why you got to be more laid back like me. Yeah, just Greg didn't like, even know where we were going pretty much until like the last minute. <laughs> you know, we'll figure out when we get there. Yeah. You were like, oh my God, I don't know if the thing's open. I'm like, let's go down and just find out where yeah. it is. And like, oh, it is open. Cool. Let's get it down. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wish like some of the communication, um, because also I think people are excited. And when you are t- a couple days out toiling away at work, um, being able to look over the information about the con and make plans is, yeah. is um, helpful. <laughs> a nice little respite. Yeah, but we, we got to play a lot of games. Um, probably not as many as we could have, but no. we still played a lot. Well, we also didn't want to die. Yeah, and we also, you know, wanted to do other things while we were in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, and which we did. We were able to um, do two escape rooms while we were there, so that was fun. Yeah, so... Do we want to go to the escape room before? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> no, but yeah, we had a um, yeah, we got to play a couple of the games that we were looking forward to with our January, you know, looking forward to 2019 episode. Yeah, and um, some of the games too that we even like weren't ones we were looking forward to, but ones we've seen around that we've wanted to play but haven't had a chance. Like mm-hmm. I said, we Sagrada's been around for a good year. It was really popular last year. We just never got around to playing it. Perlock Holmes, we've seen around. Perlock Holmes. We got, that's a simple but really fun game. I'm good at it. Yeah, you, I'm you are good at, good, it. good at that. Greg would be a really good card ca- counter, so they might not let us back into Vegas next right? year. Um, yeah, so, and we, we, we didn't buy a lot of games. Like we said, we bought the... Um, we bought the Sushi Go Party. We bought Sushi Go Party, yeah, which is one we've been looking at and we finally got Guys, to test. If you've played Sushi Go, mm-hmm. you need to get Sushi Go Party. Yeah. Because it adds on, like twice as many new sushi types which are all just as cute and then also it gives you setup so you're never going to play with all of them at the same time it gives you kind of like menu options of like we're going to do this kind of a dinner yeah and some will be like okay this these ones are really good if you have just two players this one's good if you you know it is so much worth it but no seriously if if you guys are sushi go fans Get Sushi Go Party. Even if you only have two people that you play with, it's amazing. Yeah. So worth it. Yeah. And we're, um, we were talking, we're going to do kind of a little um, mini episode about all the stuff we play because we did play a lot of stuff. The other cool thing about it, though, about the convention itself is that the community mm. is so nice. It's yeah, so sure. open and welcoming, mm-hmm. you know, like. And very, very diverse. Like, yeah. th- it was a very diverse crowd. There were. People from all different walks of life, all gender, all races. There were people with their kids. Yeah. Like, it was really... I was very impressed by that mm-hmm. aspect. Um, and the one thing that was cool is, like, you could be walking around. Like, a couple times we were just walking up and down the tables. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? And at one point, like, I... I went up to this table and this guy saw me look and he goes would you like to learn about this and i was like i don't have the time to play it but like i'd love to have like a quick like rundown of it and he told me Mm -hmm. it was like about like the roman senate you know and kind of like uh you know julius caesar kind of time and stuff like that i forget exactly what it was called but it was really cool and it was like everyone's so nice yeah i mean it's very typical of that you know, the, we all love board games, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of like you already, we already all love this thing. Yeah. And so you had a lot of people too who their personalities were really, you know, jiving and mm-hmm. stuff because we all have this common thing that we love yeah. and that, you know, so there's 
similar types of people in that respect, mm-hmm. um, personality wise and likes and stuff. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. I mean, it was anytime that we put the players wanted thing up, we pretty much got somebody. Oh yeah. We met some really nice people, mm-hmm. you know, um, we played uh, a couple games that we were familiar with just because we wanted to meet some new people. So I figured, you know, let's play yeah. ones that we know how to play so we can easily teach it. So uh-huh. we're not all sitting here learning yeah. how to play the thing, you know. Um, and then we sat down with a couple people who just said that we need players. Mm-hmm. And then we got taught how to play that game. Yeah. In fact, I think the one that I remember the one that for sure that we um, sat down because they wanted extra players and they taught us how to play. It was a dice rolling game that I really liked. And in fact, oh, I, yeah. I want to buy it, but it's it's super expensive online because I think it might be out of print. Oh. So I'm like, you know, do I want to do it? Do it, I- <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fun. It was really though. fun, though. It, and it's fun. just very different. Like, one of the things I would say is we played a lot of games that were very different from anything we have. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, that would be such a good addition to our, our collection. Right. Because it would be something different, you know. I mean, there was definitely things that we played that it was fun. I don't think we'll buy because I don't think we'd have enough time to play it or I don't think our friends would like it and things like that. Exactly. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, when you're looking to purchase a game, it's not about just you. It's also about like... How much will your group enjoy it? You yeah, know? and that's something to consider. Board games are, for the most part, a social thing. Yeah. So if your friends aren't going to want to play it, it's just going to sit there and collect like, dust. There was one game that was there in the vendor area. Mm-hmm. They were. It was for sale too, but like you know, it wasn't like in the um, library. I forget what it was called. So please forgive me, um, people who made this amazing game. But it was like a Pulp Fiction, like, sci-fi comic book come to life. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, all these cool characters and, and it was all kind of cheek humor. It was the, the new thing, I would say, that I saw a number of games kind of doing this. It was, like, a multi-level board. Yeah. So, like, it actually, like, was 3D and it stood yeah. up and, and stuff. And, like, I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was even designed that, like, you can, like, have parts of the thing, like, be destroyed. You know, so, like, oh, you did damage to this. Now that, like, building is gone, you know, uh-huh. whatever. So freaking cool. I know for a fact none of my friends will play that. Yeah, and like, it was quite expensive. Yeah, but like to me, if I had a group of people who would play that with me regularly, mm-hmm. or at least play through it, because it had like little missions to go through, at least yeah. play through to its completion, kind of like Pandemic Legacy, you know, like let's go through all the scenarios at least once, I would totally buy it in a heartbeat. But because I don't think my core group of gamer friends is going to be as enthusiastic about it as I am. It makes me hesitate to buy it or not, you know. Yeah, so. especially but that's such a fine, high-priced you know? one. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Like, if I ever get some new friends who would be into that, <laughs> no, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to lose you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying no, let's I get know. a let's get a beta group going. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um. So as we kind of mentioned before, the the con was at the Westgate Hotel in Las Vegas, which is um the home of a Barry Mantelow currently mm-hmm. and more importantly side of the world's largest Benny Hanna. yeah <laughs> exactly um it's it's a little bit off the strip it's not super far from the strip mm. and it's actually um connected there's a monorail station like right there so you can actually take that down to the strip if which, you want. which is nice i mean we didn't have any reason to go to the strip yeah we we much ca- less time yeah we, we talked about it but like ultimately we just decided we didn't feel like going down to the strip but if we did want to go down there like let's say we got a show to go see something yeah or we wanted to eat somewhere else way convenient for us mm-hmm. to just get on the monorail just hop on down like even easier than doing an uber yeah if you've ever been to the strip you know you could pretty much walk from one end to the other in like half an hour no if problem. anything it's probably easier to walk in some respects because traffic's so bad oh yeah 
Um, and they had plenty, plenty of like, you know, over the street land bridges. For yeah, exactly. It was one of the nice things about it being kind of off the strip is one, we had free parking, which was nice. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to like valet or, you know, worry about anything like that. Um, but it was somewhat drivable in that area. So had we wanted to like run to a CVS or a Walgreens, we easily could have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we did. We Ubered. And we did a couple of times. Yeah, so. we did Uber at one point somewhere. Guys, it was my first Uber ever. Yeah, he had never Ubered before. Um, but then the next night when we were leaving, we just decided to drive because we realized like where we were going had parking and stuff. So we weren't going to, you know, we're so used to big cities like LA where you're constantly worried if there's going to be parking or not. So we kind of were treating things like that. And then we were like, oh, there's parking. We don't have to worry because yeah. um, we weren't going on the strip. Um, the... I'd say as far as hotels goes, I mean, it was a very standard Vegas hotel. Had a big casino, lots of people gambling. Um, There was smoking, which as Californians, we are not used to. Because in California, if you light up anywhere, you get really dirty looks. (laughs) Well, there was Um, one time we went to an outdoor movie showing for The Prince's Bride. And like... All of a sudden, all at once, everyone just like, who's smoking? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like, the rage of the crowd was... Suddenly, like, a torch and pitchfork mob formed. (laughs) So, yeah, so we're not used to that. Um, it, um, It was pretty clean. I would say the rooms themselves were a little outdated compared to, like, what I'm used to in Vegas. Um, well, Miss Bellagio says. You know. Well, yeah. So I do. I, I go to Vegas yearly for a conference. Usually, um, it's not in Vegas this year. It's somewhere else. Um, and yeah, we do stay at like the Bellagio and the Caesar, and but we get pretty nice rooms at a discounted rate. Um, so just being that this was, even though it wasn't super expensive, because it was kind of off the strip for the money that I was paying, I thought the room would be a little bit nicer. We also got a little. Um, kind of shafted a bit because when we got there they told us that they were out of the king size rooms and so we ended up having to have a room with two full-size beds mm. um which so we couldn't share it was um, like the opposite <laughs> of that joke you see in movies where it's like two people who are not a couple yeah and like we only have one big bed yeah <laughs> we had the opposite and then it was just surprising that it was like they were full-size beds because like i didn't even know full-size beds were still a th- thing mm-hmm. and usually when you it's like it's that just like twin to queen you know yeah usually when you have rooms like that it's two queens and so i was like okay and then i had this weird thing where the furniture was all like moved away from the wall so like there was like even less space in the room which was kind of <laughs> weird right. the tv was like a foot away from the wall yeah it was really weird and we were both like why why is this like this um so that was you know a little bit weird um, one thing we did have, which um, a, I didn't expect, was because we were some of like the first people to um, register for the event. Because literally, I was like waiting, like the day they went on sale, I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up we got tickets to have free breakfast every day at the buffet. Which, yeah, which I mean, it was nice. Like it was nice to not have to pay for that. The buffet was nothing to write home about. No. Um, it was pretty standard, but as far as free breakfast go. <laughs> and then, of course, for me, we get there, like, you know, we leave Thursday. Mm-hmm. We get there Thursday night, Friday morning. Half the buffet is meat. And because of religious uh, reasons, I can't eat meat on Friday. Yeah, because So I'm Lent. like, so half of this I can't have. Yeah. I guess I'm having yogurt and bananas. Yeah. And then the last day I was sick. So like I ate. Like, you were like two four, bites. Yeah, two bites and I wouldn't eat. And you were like, um, is that all you're going to eat? Um, but you know, it was fine. Um, like I said, it wasn't anything to write home about. I would say the rest of the food at the hotel, um, it was Vegas pricey. 
you know, oh, yeah. you're, you, you know, you're, you kind of go in knowing that. I, I say I was a little surprised it was so pricey because once again, we were kind of off the strip at like a, you know, not a huge known hotel. But Lord, it's very Manila good. <laughs> yeah, it's very Manila good. Um, so I would say like, because of that, I wasn't expecting it to be super pricey. It was also a Pepsi only hotel, which we both didn't appreciate. Um, we did eat at the largest Benihana's one night. Oh which yeah, was I fun. insisted on it. Yeah, and that was fun. I like those. Yeah, and I he likes the show. I just love Japanese food. So I got <laughs> I got in the splash zone. Remember the guy did the shrimp <laughs> trick and like a yeah. in my sauce. <laughs> um, they also have a couple quick service places um, near. They have like the one of like the largest sports book arenas. That was really cool. Which was it was crazy. I mean, it was like floor to ceiling, and we're talking like I, huge, I, huge. Series. And I already told Lauren next year. We're going back there for the Olympics. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would love to watch the Olympics in that huge room. Yeah. I don't want to place a bet. I just want to watch. Yeah. So they had a couple like quick service, like fast food kind of places there. Um, One thing I would say is that I kind of was upset about is a lot of lack of healthy options. Um, If you wanted a salad, you had to get like the pre-made yeah, like yeah. salad and stuff. And that always comes with like, you know, chef salad of an egg and cheese. Yeah, and ranch dressing. And yeah, like it was just kind of like, uh, no. Um, they did have a kind of a pricey Italian steak place that we didn't eat at. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Um, I guess they do. I looked on their website later and they do have like a little cafe, which I did had I had noticed. They make it sound on the website like it's this really casual burger and sandwich place. But it didn't look casual at all. It mm-hmm. looked fancier. No, and not. it was kind of like... Out in the middle of the casino almost. Which is weird. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I guess I'd be willing to give it a try next time if I wanted something a little bit, maybe a little bit nicer than the breakfast that they offer. But um, other than that, like, the food options were a little scarce there. I would say if we had been there longer, we probably would have been more willing to venture out to find something. Because, I mean, there are... Vegas does have a lot of restaurants and it doesn't have a lot of good restaurants. So there are other options that we could have um, partaked in. And like I said, I do wish that they had had a little bit more healthier stuff. Um, so I would say on the whole, though, we had a really good time despite getting sick. Despite getting sick, yeah. Yeah, despite getting sick. So we didn't stay the whole time. The convention actually started Wednesday evening. Um, and we actually drove out Thursday evening after work. So we essentially missed a whole day of That's the convention. Fine. That was just a day of people like, give me stickers. Yeah. I need stickers yeah, for my true. passport. We may have missed kind of the rush there. Um, there was a couple reasons we did that. One, we selfishly did not want to spend as many of our vacation days. No. Because, um, you know, as much as we love board gaming, it's not our entire life. And we wanted the possibility of going to visit family or going on another vacation. So okay. Who cares about that? Anyway? <laughs> especially, like, not so much for me, but for Greg here, he doesn't quite have as much vacation time as I do. So uh, he has to be a little bit careful about how he uses his vacation. It's true. Um, also, being at our first time, we didn't know what to expect. So we didn't know, like... Would we want to be there that whole time? Mm-hmm. You know, so that was another reason that we didn't quite go as much as we wanted to. Um, now, th- now we know next year. Yes, we want to be there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say you know, I think we they they are going to have it next year. I think it's going to be about a day longer or mm-hmm. so. Um, I I would say you know we we definitely want to go next year um, if we're able to swing it. Um, I would say if. I would consider going the full time next time, mm-hmm. not only so that we have more time there, but also so that we feel a little bit more free to do other things while we're there. Yeah. Because although I did say we did some escape rooms, we didn't get to really do everything we might have wanted to do. Like I said, we didn't really feel like um, 
not that we didn't feel like we could, but it, we just, neither of us really felt like spending the time to venture out of the hotel to the strip to get no. food. Or, you know, there's also some game stores and game cafes in the area I would have liked to check out. Yeah, but we were pretty so, single-minded for what we were there to do. Yeah, so I think if we had more time, we would have been a little bit more willing to relax a little and see more things. Yeah. Um, I would say if we go next year, some of the things that I would like to do differently, um, definitely you know, really partaking in that players wanted thing. I mean, we did do that, but, you know, we didn't do it right away. Yeah. And I think we, we'd probably do that right away. Um, I would say I will start taking emergency before we go. Yeah, we're going to vitamin C it up and yeah. we're going to Purell our hands every day. Yeah, and then even while we're there, I'll probably be taking it as well. I would also pack more drinks next time. We did take water, but when we found out it was like a Pepsi only, we were kind of having caffeine withdrawals and things like that. Love it. Um, there is no coffee maker in the room, so that was the one good thing. The only coffee we get was the the basic coffee that they have in the free buffet. Yeah, or you have to go and stand in a there huge was a line Starbucks, for Starbucks. But yeah, the line was ridiculous. I was able to go downstairs. Mm-hmm. We were on the like twenty first floor. I'm able to go downstairs. You know, go to the Starbucks, which is a good little walk. Stand in the long line, mm-hmm. get the thing, come back, and then you have already fully showered. Fully dressed, fully makeup. Yeah. And then you're sitting there reading a book like what took you so long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like it was, you know, because like there there were limited breakfast options, like there was always a line there um, of people getting coffee in the morning. So, um, yeah, definitely. I think we would. The, the other thing I noticed um, the one time we did buy drinks um, and we took them back to our room is our mini fridge was empty. Mm-hmm. So we could have stocked up our mini fridge. Yeah, just fill it full of everything. So that that was something like I definitely take note of. And hopefully next time we'll um, get a little bit better room maybe. Um, I don't know if there's much we can do about that. But hopefully we'll get better luck next time. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we had a really great time. And we definitely want to go back. Um, I don't know if we would v- ever venture to some of the bigger like Gen Con or the East Coast Dice Tower. Uh, we'll see. Um, because we like it a little small. But yeah. we'll see. I get a little claustrophobic around big groups of people like that. Yeah, big crowds get can both of us can have a hard time with. So I would definitely be I'd be interested in doing the cruise. It's just financially it's very expensive. Um and it's one of those things like, you know Yeah. Like there's other things we want in life <laughs> at this point in our yeah. our lives. So it's hard to justify spending that much on About. a cruise. Yeah. yeah. And especially because like these cruises, like, I mean, the mo- the point of them is to go and play board games and they're... So then why do I need to go somewhere? Well, yeah, like they're not really going anywhere that interesting. Like I think the next one, it when it goes to like, it goes to like Cosmo, Mexico and like one other place. I've been to Cosmo, Mexico. Like I would like be like, nope, not getting off the boat, you know? Like You got to take a turn or what? Like, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, I guess the, the nice thing is like you're there. It's right there. You're, it's, you know, you don't have to worry about moving around or... But then you can go off and like, I'm going to go visit the spa right now, guys, you know. That's true, yeah. So there's there's other things I guess you could do. Well, you know, cruise ships are essentially floating casinos. True. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that does it for our breakdown of Dice Tower West. We had a really great time and we are looking forward to going back in 2020. Assuming we can get those tickets again. Exactly. <laughs> All right, time for talking about some of the games that we played there that are not available yet. Yeah, so let's go into the dice roll section. Oh, it's a 
So for the dice roll section this time, we want to talk about some of the games that we got to either actually play mm -hmm. or at the very least see like represented and talk to yeah with and the talk vendors. to the yeah and see like little demos of it so stuff. these are games that are not out yet they'll be in different stages of development yeah yeah and we're talking kind of a variety of stages of development here um one of the games that i really liked um was a game called rival restaurants yeah that one looked really cool it was it's super cute basically you have these like cute little like funky little restaurants that you are in charge of and there's certain dishes that you're assembling the ingredients for, mm -hmm. for your restaurant. And you're trying to make your restaurant be like the best restaurant, you know, get the highest star rating kind of yeah. thing. Um, now this game, it's already been on Kickstarter and it's been successfully funded. Oh, based upon what I saw? Yeah, it should have been at least. Yeah, it's, it's very cute. Um, but um, it's obviously, it's not out yet. Yeah. So you can't, unless you, you know, if you've kickstarted it, you don't have your copy yet. And you can't just go buy this yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is one, like, I'm kind of sad we did miss the Kickstarter because I would have probably oh, yeah. backed it. It's really cool because, like, you can have a Mexican restaurant that has, like, a fusion of Chinese food, you know? Uh -huh, and, yeah. like, because they'll have, like, buying rounds where you have to buy like, the ingredients, you know? Like, all restaurants need rice. Mm -hmm. All restaurants need milk for something or another, you know? Yeah. So, like, you'll have, like, all the different, like, recipes. And you also have to do, like, trash management, too. Yeah. So, like, you know, once you use stuff or if you don't use stuff, you have to, like, Okay, now I have to figure out how to get rid of this trash. Mm -hmm. So super fun, super cute, super worth it. Checking out rival restaurants. Yeah, and it has lots of very punny things and like tongue and cheek humor. Mm -hmm. So which is kind of a theme on a lot of these um, games that we saw there. But they make it much more engaging. I yeah. think for groups. Uh, one that I saw that I thought was amazing, and it's you know it really it got to me and. Mm -hmm my kind of sense of humor and everything was called get in my belly. <laughs> uh, it's by this great guy named Sean and he runs his company, Sean solo games. Yeah. And they're actually kind of local to our area. They're Californians. Mm -hmm. And I got a chance to actually talk to him, mm -hmm. you know, and like really like pick his brain a little bit. And this guy, he has such interesting backstories for mm -hmm. his games. Like, so get in my belly is about a, several different alien species who are trying to, gorge themselves on these um, otherworldly delicacies, mm -hmm. I guess you'd call them. And, like, you know, the point is that you want to eat as much as you can, but if you eat too much, there's a risk you could throw up. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you lose points. But what was so cool is that he's able to show me, like, this weird, uh, like, food. Like, this is one that kind of looks like a green, like, double-sided banana that's, uh -huh. like, stuck to the tree, you know? And he's, he's like, oh, this is called this. And how it works is, like, it's sucking the nutrients in here and then puts the nutrients back into the tree. And, like, that, like, he has, actually has, like, scientific reasoning for, like, why this thing exists in, yeah. in its ecosystem, mm -hmm. why it's delicious. And then he has all the different species that are the players. Like, oh, this is a plant person and she's like this. This guy's like a dragon. He's like that. And I don't remember the details. I'm sorry, Sean, but... It just his imagination is so amazing. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he had highly detailed backstories for every little part of the game. And like, you don't need any of that. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's super fun to have that. Yeah. You know, like I'm the kind of guy where when I got Mysterium, I read the backstories for all the psychic investigators. Not that you ever need for any of that for the game. Mm -hmm. So like, and I, I just his artwork was fun. The game looked pretty fun. From like, uh -huh. when I, I didn't get a chance to actually have a hands-on demo. He kind of like ran through a little bit with a you know. Uh, you know, visual demonstration. But honestly, when that game comes to uh, market, 
I'm getting it. Yeah. Like, I, I think I got an email from him just recently saying it's going to be on Kickstarter soon. Yeah. I'm probably going to Kickstarter because mm-hmm. it was so, so fun. And he was a really great guy to talk to. So Get In My Belly by Sean Solo Games. Check it out, guys. Yeah. Um, one game that um, also hasn't come out yet, but um, is another one that has already been successfully kickstarted, was a little game by this indie company called Filibuster. And we both kind of fell in love with this little game, and we actually got to play play around with um, one of the creators. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this game, it's a semi-cooperative political party game, essentially. And basically what it is, you are kind of congressmen who are trying to prevent ridiculous laws from being passed. And we're talking like... You know, oh, we want to start playing with dino genetics. Well, we all know from watching Jurassic Parks, that's a bad idea. Or like birds have to have a visa to migrate. Yeah. <laughs> like really like funny little things that um, are trying to be passed. And your job is to filibuster and block this policy. Mm-hmm. And so each each round, like somebody is sort of like the leader. And they're the one who's filibustering. And you can do things to kind of help them filibuster, or you can do things to kind of cost them time. And so you can do funny things like um, one of the assists you can give them is like, oh, you're going to play the harmonica during the filibuster, or you're Mm -hmm. going to read the Declaration of Independence, um, things like that. And it's semi-cooperative in the aspect that you want to help the filibuster and you want to stop the law but you don't want to help the other senator too much because the end of the game not only do you have to successfully filibuster the laws but you also have to um, gain so much influence points so you're also competing against each other so you want it's to help a very them fine line yeah you want, you to, want help to help them, them but then but... once they start getting too far then you want to dead stop them yeah and it's i it's just full of like this really cute tongue-in-cheek um humor that's kind of political but still funny and, and i will say it's non-partisan like, yeah no it's not it's not like this game is just geared towards you know being funny for republicans or for the green party or anything mm-hmm. like yes like in the game you can play characters that are representing different parties but like overall it's just a fun time for everybody yeah and it's just a small kind of card game too and, and so there's nothing nice. like in here that I think is going to pick a fight amongst family yeah. members. Like, you know, if your dad is, like, Republican and your mom's Democrat and you're, like, you know, third party, you all can play this game together and, like, no one's going to get pissed off. It's mm-hmm. going to be funny. You know? Yeah, so this is another one that it um, has already been successfully kickstarted. It's kind of going into production right now, so you can't, you know, buy it yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it will be coming out eventually. I'm going to get my dino hat on for this next entry. <laughs> Guys... There is the most cutest game out <laughs> that's coming out called Dinos Not Assembled. Mm-hmm. The guy who was playing this for us, he was yeah. wearing a dino Christmas sweater suit. Yeah. It was amazing. And this game is so simple. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Yet so fun. It's essentially, you're trying to, you have two dinosaurs in front of you, and they each need three different types of fossils. You know, like, oh, this many legs, or this it has a horn, or like, you know, it's and usually has a special fossil, like the Archaeopteryx has a feather, you know, uh-huh. things like that. And essentially, it's kind of like playing Yankee Swap for, like, Christmas gift exchanges, <laughs> where you draw something out of the bag, mm-hmm. and you put it in front of you, right? And then, when it comes back around to your turn, you can draw another piece, or you can choose to steal a fossil from somebody else. And if you steal that fossil, no one else can take it. Yeah, and yeah, and the whole idea is that you're like these archaeologists who are 
trying to put together a complete species. Mm -hmm. And the first one to put together three complete species wins. But what's cool is how you keep track of that is you have this little table in the middle Mm -hmm. that looks like a museum. And it's very much like... um, Almost like a Where's Waldo thing where like they have like little people going around all doing uh-huh. funny things, yeah. you know? So like how you have the people in the background for Where's Waldo, like, you know, some kids like stepping on like a guy in a costume's tail uh-huh. and like the thing's about to rip off, you know, or whatever. Like some kids like climbing on the dinosaur skeleton and the museum guards uh-huh. like, get down. And it has unique dinosaur meeples guys yeah each yeah each oh my goodness each species that you put together has a corresponding meeple that you can then put in your display area to like show your progress i'm calling them deeples now deeples <laughs> dinosaur meeples yeah um and then what's cute too is each dinosaur that you're putting together like you have like a little play card that tells you like um what parts it needs or whatever mm-hmm. And they have like these, not only are they super cute, like it's this very cartoony dinosaur, Mm -hmm. um, but they have these cute little descriptions like, you know, the Stegosaurus loves glitter and like funny things like that. The Tyrannosaurus is known for cheating her cards. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's one of those games that um, it's, so it is actually currently on Kickstarter. It just came out on Kickstarter. Um, It will still be on Kickstarter at the time that this episode comes out. Um, And we uh, we actually backed it. Mm and the reason that I chose to back this game um, was because it was it's super easy to learn how to do. It's super fun. It's not too too long. But it's one of those games that you can play with kids and kids will totally pick up on it. It would be easy to teach a and kid love and love it. But that you as an adult can also enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're playing Candyland where it's like the kids want to play it, but you as an adult doesn't really want to play this. Like yeah. adults can enjoy this game as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of one of the reasons I backed it. Cause I wanted more stuff like that in our library. Yeah. Um, and also it's super cute and it's dinosaurs and Greg loves dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. <laughs> and uh, if you're wondering about like how it looks, the actual art, I don't know who the artist was that did it, but it has very much a sort of like a Dora the Explorer kind of like art style to it for like how the people look, uh-huh. but like in a much like in a more rounded and kind of more detailed. De- detailed kind of way. Yeah. Really cute. And it shows like kids being the ones to discover the dinosaurs. So it's more geared towards kids, but as an adult, as like a 32 year old man, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cute. Um, so yeah. So definitely check out Dinos Not Assembled um, on Kickstarter now. Um, another one that was a big popular one at the convention was a game called Othin. So Othin is cool. It's got like a, um, like a Norwegian vibe to it, you know, it's got Uh like the runes on everything. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, okay, at one point in Magic the Gathering, you had, um, like kind of hero cards, you know, like leader cards. I forget what they're called exactly. I didn't get that deep into it, guys. Sorry. I just know friends who did. And they all had like special abilities, right? It's kind of like that here where you have characters who have, you know, you're like the main spellcaster and here's your special abilities. And then you actually have uh, like decks of cards that are like your skills. Mm -hmm. And then you can play those and then they all have like cooldown time. So like you can play this one card that's like a cool, powerful effect, but then you got to wait for it to like, you know, kind of cycle back through again. Yeah, it's essentially you're like these, you're sort of like these different champions, who are playing in sort of like this game arena mm-hmm. that is a board that changes to every time you play. Yeah. It's kind of like um, a random generated board. And so you're, you know, you have these different abilities and you're all competing um, against each other. 
And they, like you said, they has kind of like a cool down period. It kind of reminds me of like a programmed movement, like a Final Fantasy game in yeah. some respects. Yeah. Where you can kind of do something, like you each do something in turn, and then you can't do that again for a while, but you could do something else. Um, it's um, not actually, it's going to be on Kickstarter. It's not on Kickstarter yet. Although, mm-hmm. like from what we saw, it's very fleshed out. It has cute little minis. It has really cute um, artwork and stuff. Um, we actually got like a promo card for it. So I'll post um, that online so you can see some of the artwork too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a big one there. They were doing a lot of demos and stuff. Each of these different champions has a unique set of skills. Mm-hmm. So no one really plays the same as the other. So they all have different strengths and weaknesses and kind of strategies. But it's not like Villainous where you're kind of locked in that one strategy. It's also very flexible for how you want to go about it. You know, do you want to store up your big hits until like the end and then just kind of like nickel and dime people or do you want to just like full swing right away mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's kind of like it has sort of that deck building element in that respect it's very very fun yeah, yeah. it looks like it's going to be a blast um they did have demos of this one going on during the mm-hmm. con i got a chance to walk by a table and see people playing it yeah i, I stood and like watched for a little bit but they were full at the time and i didn't have the time to wait around for the next game to start you know yeah but honestly this is going to be one i'm definitely going to keep my eye out for yeah for sure um another one that we is not out yet on kickstarter but is um planned to come to kickstarter is a game called um capes and chaos this one was amazing which is a strategy card game where you are essentially you're playing as superheroes but these are not any superhero you know of. Mm-hmm. These are completely unique kind of fantasy superheroes. And we actually got, they, they gave us a bunch of promo cards for this. And like the artwork is pretty cool. Guys, there's and, a like, Canadian hero called Bob Sled. And he's, and he's carrying a Bob Sled as if it's like Thor's hammer. Yeah. And there's um, one character called the Master Mime. And <laughs> um, essentially, it reminds me, okay, in like the late 90s, early 2000s, there was this computer game called freedom force mm-hmm. that was like the most generic like knockoff of the avengers that you can get you know where like the main guy was like minute man instead uh-huh. of captain america it's it's their own unique heroes that you could totally believe would have their own comic book series but just don't yet uh-huh it's it looks like it's a lot of fun so if you like comic book heroes but you've gone through all the lore for the other ones and like, okay, I know Green Lantern inside and out. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, Hal Jordan. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> this is like a new world to get into. It And it's got like a lot of fun humor to it as yeah. well. Like who would have thought a guy whacking people with an actual physical Olympic bobsled? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, they have other people. Like they have a girl who like can cast fire. Her name is Ember. Mm-hmm. Of course she is, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But, and then also you can play as, like, the heroes, and there's also even, like, the villains in here, too, you know? Yeah, so so essentially what you're doing is you're playing, like, this co-op game where you're constructing... So it's like a card drafting game. Mm -hmm. You're constructing a superhero deck against these, uh, what they call the forces of chaos, which are essentially the villains. Um, So, you know, kind of just another... It's another deck-building game, um, but the artwork is really good, and I believe there's also going to be a series of... um, um graphic novels or like comics they're really sure too 
So that that's something to look up. I don't know when this is coming out to Kickstarter. I believe it might not be coming out until like the end of the year. It looks like it's pro- it's um, slated to be out in 2020. Mm. So we still got a ways to go on this one, but um, it does look a lot of fun. And like I said, the artwork's really good. If you're a fan of superheroes, this is going to really be up your alley. Also, if you're a D&D uh, player, this one also does use D20 attack rolls along with your deck building. So you can have a card like Clobber, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, but then you still have to roll to, to see, see how effective see how it is, effective it is. Yeah. which I like. You know, it's combining kind of the best of both game systems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because and it helps too if you're like playing against someone where it's like you don't just get like this really great card and then you always win because of it. No, there's you a roll bit a of, one. Yeah, there's a little bit of um, chance there. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of superheroes, um, another one that we got a chance to see is called um, Sidekick Saga. And this is another cooperative game that involves superheroes and villains. But this time, you're actually playing as the sidekick. Which I thought was a novel idea. Yeah. I like the idea that, like, Batman's gone. It's up to Robin now. Uh-huh, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, these are unique sidekicks, Once again, unique heroes, yeah. But, yeah, but they're, they're sidekicks, and it's very clear kind of what kind of sidekicks they are, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actually, um, it's a cooperative legacy game. Yeah, which means that each time that you play, you keep the changes yeah. that you made Yeah, and the you're, first time. you're essentially progressing through a larger story. Mm-hmm. Um, what is unique about this, though, is even though it is a legacy game, you're not um, destroying anything. So there is that replayability, if you yeah. want. Um, but essentially, you're it's um, kind of like a drafting game. So you're going through, um, you know, drafting a hand and whatnot. Um, the other thing that I thought was really cool about this game that I remembered that stuck out to me is, so it's it's told in like chapters. There's like, say, five. Yeah. Kind of like if you play some of the other legacy games like Pandemic, there's months. Mm-hmm. This is like these chapters. And each one is a little comic book. I love that. Yeah, it was really cool. And the, the artwork's really good and everything. So I know like for, for instance, like... It, it looks fine, like it's not saying that something I wouldn't be interested in, but it's definitely something that some of our friends would be interested yeah, in. Yeah, if you know someone who's a major comic book nerd mm-hmm. and also likes to play games, this is the game for them. Because like like you said, each episode or each edition is its own little comic book, which then tells uh-huh. you what the scenario is, you know, who's attacking, and even has like little like, you know, comic book like cells to kind of like briefly set up the story. Yeah, yeah, and... Um, the other thing that was cool about it is he sh- they showed us that they have like special cards too where you can create your own characters oh, yeah, if that's you right. want. So that was really neat. Um, so in addition to like this fully kind of fleshed out um, other characters or new new heroes, you can create your own. Um, this one is actually currently on Kickstarter at the moment. They have met their goal already and they only have a couple days left to go. So by the time this podcast comes up, um, the Kickstarter will be done. But they have made their goal. So that means the game will be coming out. Super good then. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was another one that we, you know, really caught our eye. There were there were lots of games there that were, you know, oh, we're coming to Kickstarter or we're currently on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. These are just the ones really that stuck out to us really. Like, I was like, I have to talk about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if maybe we don't think we'll back it, you know, these were the ones that really stuck out to us. And like we um, said earlier in the episode, the kind of cool thing was you got to see a number of games that were kind of in different 
um, phases of development. Mm-hmm. And you also saw ones like, you know, um, when I talk about filibuster, that was from a small company called Biplane Games. They kind of do one game at a time. They put all their effort into that game, you know, whereas then you had the other ones that it's kind of the no-brainer, like they might be coming to Kickstarter, but it's sort of like it will get backed, yeah. you know, we're already thinking of our next game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting to see that dichotomy between the different types of games that are coming out. Yeah, it's nice to see, like, you know, little guys and then the big box companies yeah. you know, all together. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was definitely a good way to get exposure to some of these things because for sure uh, a lot of these we never would have heard of. Okay, but let's move on to something else we did in Vegas, which is escape rooms. Escape rooms we had to because it was Las Vegas. <laughs> So, okay. When we knew we were going to Vegas, we knew, of course, we had to do an escape room. We've heard so many good things. Well, yeah. And just, you know, could you imagine going to a new city and not doing one at this point? No. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, any time to kind of get... Because, you know, we've already cycled through a lot of our most local games. There's still a lot of games in LA, but we don't always get to LA. It's Mm -hmm. difficult. So, you know, if we're going to be in this place already, (laughs) we might as well. Might as well knock one out. Plus, we knew, like... I, surely at some point we'll be like, I need a break from rolling dice and like looking at cards. Yeah, I'd like to go outside at some point today. Yeah, I'd like to stretch my legs, please. <laughs> yeah. So um, what we did is we decided to book two different escape rooms while we were there. We're only going to talk about one today. Um, but one of the things we did is before the convention happened, we actually put out on the um, Dice Tower board um, on Facebook that we were going to be doing these. And if anyone wanted to join... Um, to let us know and they could join us and what we purposely did is we found rooms not only that we wanted to do obviously Mm -hmm. but rooms that we could book ourselves and then add additional people if we wanted to yeah so both of the rooms we booked and i will say a lot of the rooms in vegas that i saw were private bookings where you're not combined with strangers Mm -hmm. but the rooms that we booked were all ones that we could book just as two and um, we contacted them, and they said if we wanted to bring other players, they could add that day. Like they could literally, and like they could pay that walk day. up with us. Here's my debit card just before we start. Yeah, exactly. But they had to come with us. It couldn't just be strangers who wandered up or whatever. No, 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 no. Like we had to give the consent for them to come. But um, but that was nice because it gave us that safety net. If no one wants to come or no one shows, we're still good. We can play the room mm-hmm. essentially. And it's not like we blew like. An extra 60 bucks on people who aren't going to be Exactly, there. yeah. And we didn't have to worry then, too, about any exchanging of money with them and stuff. Like, we didn't have mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you can pay me back or pay me now or, you know. So it made it really easy. So one of the rooms that we did was um, a location that we actually have here in Southern California called Trapped. That if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll have heard us um, talk about them before. We've actually done two rooms at our local Trapped, um, one of which was the... Um, through the rabbit hole. Through the rabbit hole one that we really liked. And um, so we knew we knew that like this is a company, because this is another um, offshoot of that same company. We knew, okay, this company is really good. We know what we kind of know what we're going into. We know so, the quality we, we can expect. Yeah, and they had this room called One Eye Jack, which is not one that they have in any of their Southern California locations. So I thought, okay, well, let's do one that we can't do it's here. It's our one chance to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we booked One Eye Jack, and um, we ended up the um, two other guys joined us, Eric and Ben, I believe, his mm-hmm. friend, and um, we did this room together. The room goes up to eight. 
Um, that goes up to eight? Yeah, or I would be a say... Tight fit in the cell? Yeah, because uh, the very start of the room, you start off in a small locked cell. So mm-hmm. yeah, that would be a pretty tight fit. Um, I will say this room, you and I could have done it alone. Yo, easily. It wasn't a super difficult room. Um, I would say four is a good number for this room, and I don't think I would go any higher than four, Mm -hmm. personally. So, I mean, I would say we got through this room pretty fast. Definitely, you know, we're here with two other people who are attending the same board gaming convention we are. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that probably going in with a bunch of board gamers is a guaranteed win in an escape room because you definitely have some abstract brains working. Oh, yeah. Um, There was, like, this one valve puzzle that, like, I, you guys tacked that thing and had it done before I even got a chance to see it. Like, it was... (laughs) Actually, yeah, I was the one who, like, got it right away. I'm like, no, it's like this, this, and this. And they were like, what do you mean? I'm like, just watch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that definitely helped. Um, This room, like... The we expect from Trapped a really good, well designed um, look and feel for a room, mm-hmm. and like it did not disappoint in that respect. Oh, no. yeah. um, it is a serial killer room, which there's you know a million of. Um, what is funny about this room is that you you don't know necessarily feel bad for the serial killer, but there's a oh some, yeah I forgot about yeah, that at, oh my god at some point like there's <laughs> an element where you're like dealing with a ghost of one of his victims but like she did something really bad to him first so you're kind of like um Uh, sorry sweetheart i don't want to save you like (laughs) no not that she didn't deserve it but just like maybe you like should be in purgatory yeah exactly you're kind of like i don't really want to help you like i was like are we gonna be the only players who are like no we don't we decide not to help like (laughs) what i liked though is before we actually start the room, normally they have the little video about, like, here's the rules for the thing. And like mm-hmm. here's, and then normally the game master gives you a little setup, you know? In this one, the video at the beginning, uh, they actually had a video for, like, the story setup. And it uh-huh. actually, it showed us being kidnapped. Yeah. It showed the guy's M.O. for how he abducts his people. Because normally it's just like, you've been abducted. Like, great, yeah. I guess... I guess I shouldn't blackout drink anymore, uh-huh, huh? yeah. you know, but like it actually shows like how he gets people. Mm-hmm. So I kind of appreciated that. It like fully built the narrative for me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would say it had a lot of clever, you know, puzzles. I wouldn't say there was anything um, super difficult in this room. No, not, not particularly. Um, it was something where we could all sort of low. It wasn't super linear low, so we could all kind of be working on something. There was no points where I felt bored in this room. No. Yeah. Or was just standing there, which, mm-hmm. I, you know, we've had happen. I also will say this room does do the whole, it's a dark and kind of stormy night thing in the cabin at one point. Uh-huh. So, like, light is a bit of an issue with, like, lanterns and flashlights. Yeah. But it's not as bad as it's been in other rooms. Yeah, we've had rooms where it's just, like, impossible to see well, this yeah. is not like that like in all. this room it's like just dark enough that i can still like see like okay there is a desk of drawers in front of me uh-huh. and i can see where the handles are i may not be able to read anything i find in the desk of drawers uh-huh. but i can at least still go through them yeah with my night my normal human night vision mm-hmm. and like be able to tell like okay so this is a jacket that's in this drawer you know yeah but not like other rooms that we did like that zoe one where like where if someone walks anything. off with the flashlight yeah. then everyone has to just stand there and do nothing because I'm blind. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of cool, like, props and, like, kind of some technology in this room that was, like, unexpected and really cool. Mm. Um, at one point, you pretty much have to dig into a chest cavity to find something. Oh, yeah. And, like, it, it looked very realistic and stuff. So, like, That's that, like, I appreciated that. 
Um, there was like this cool mirror that turned into a, um, essentially what I'm thinking is probably a video screen mm-hmm. uh, because then it, it like the ghost is communicating with you. Fully thought it was a mirror. Did not expect that. So I that was, was fun, like, yeah. that was cool. Um, you know, like I said, it, there was nothing um, super hard about this room. It doesn't have a super high success rate, which I'm surprised at. I think people just get stuck in that cell for a long time. Yeah. And I think just there's probably stuff in the room that people might overthink. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I did think was cool is afterwards we were talking to the game master um, and he was showing us how, like, uh, some of the puzzles, there's actually a couple ways that you could actually figure it out. I like that. Which is nice because if you just have a different thinking style or your brain works differently, uh-huh. there's different ways that you could come to the same conclusion. That was definitely fun and unique. That, like, there's a there's this one puzzle with candles, and, like, you can figure it out from, like, by reading it. Or, like, if you pay attention to, like, the picture clue that they gave you, there's a detail in there you can yeah. notice, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't think we, I don't think we ever had to ask for a hint in this room. If no, I not officially. Like, once again, there was that one point where the one piece of technology just, like, did not quite work. So, he was like, try that again. Yeah. Or, like, we weren't sure, like, we blew him out and we were like, did we do that right? Or do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was kind of like that little bit of confusion where we had to ask for a question. Mm. Um... You know, once again, dealing with people from this convention, we had a great time um, with Eric and Ben. They were really good. They had done a couple rooms before, but mm-hmm. not a lot. Um, and, you know, we worked really good. The communication was really good. Um, they were really good. You know, we all kind of pulled our weight and stuff, which was always good. Um, I did like the location itself of this um Oh, it was a nice company. location, yeah. They had a really big, nice, bright lobby. Um, <laughs> they had parking, which we had Ubered there, and then we were kind of like, oh, we shouldn't have because like they have plenty of parking. But the thing is, we had never been to the location. We just looked at the address. We're like, it doesn't we're just look like, like there's going to be parking. In yeah. Here, so. <laughs> um, but it wasn't like right on the strip either. So like, we, you know, we could have just um, driven there if yeah. we wanted to. They do have two other rooms. Um, I believe, I, I thought they were rooms that we have here, but it kind of sounds like they're offshoots of the rooms. That, yeah, so they're I not, that sense too. They're not exactly, but like I said, this one was one that we for sure do not have out here, so that's why we wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it was really fun. Um, I definitely think that if we go again next year, um, I would do the same thing of you know putting it out there to see if people want to go. I was I was joking, uh, thinking as we were talking about this, like we should just stood up in the in the game hall like how the people did for need players. Anybody want to go to an escape room? <laughs> yeah, two. Just bring your debit card. We're going right now. Yeah, yeah. that it was really nice the the fact that we were just able to you know they were able to pay with a card when we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, that made it really easy. Um, there was another room. Um, we'll, we will talk in a future episode about the other location that we did. Um, but there was um, one location that I have heard a lot of good things about. It's called, I believe, Lost Escape Rooms. And you needed a minimum of three people. So that's the only reason we didn't do that one. It's just we didn't have a confirmed partner. Exactly. Together. Yeah. So we were, you know, we really liked kind of the ability to book a room and know that regardless if anyone shows up we're good to go but also like you said it's kind of easier if they can just show up and then pay right there and then like i don't have to pay for like three people yeah and then be like okay but like you have the money to pay me back right yeah i don't know where you live yeah i mean there's there's definitely ways obviously the most common thing we've done in the past is use like things like paypal and stuff um, most recently, um, and I believe we've already had an episode where we talked about it, we did some rooms um, with someone who was actually a fan of the podcast who had reached out to us. And what we did is him and I, um, through Facebook, 
were making the plan or whatever. And he was actually able to pay me through PayPal right through Facebook. Oh, nice. So it was like, I just booked it. He's like, okay, here's the money. Isn't technology lovely? Yeah, it definitely helps in those kind of situations. But this was nice just because, you know, there was no sort of commitments. Like there were two other people that were supposed to have joined us. They never showed. I never really found out what happened. All I can assume is they probably got involved in the game and forgot you know but because they had not paid ahead of time it was no loss on their part yeah there was no loss on their part we hadn't paid for them we weren't held up by the fact that we didn't have these two people so that was what was good okay um so that was a really good escape room um once again trapped escape in um vegas and it was a very good room yeah i would rate it four out of five mm-hmm. you know the only reason it's not a five out of five it's just because like you know i've i've seen that theme before and also like the last room is really cool. The first room, like including the cell, was like kind of sparse. Mm-hmm. It kind of I was like not sure where I'm supposed to be. Like, am I in an underground cave? Is this like yeah. uh, is this like a root cellar? The, like, getting, what is this? getting out of the cell was the most interesting part of that room. Yeah. The rest of it wasn't that interesting. But like besides that, like it was a cool experience and I mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, like it ha- it was on the level that I expect from Trapped. Yeah, for sure. So, so definitely recommend this one if you are in Vegas and you haven't done it in one eye jack. Totally go check it out. Okay, so on to our Friday favorite. Okay, so well, one of my Friday favorites is something we've kind of already talked a little bit about. Um, it was one of the games that is um, coming out that's not out yet called Filibuster mm-hmm. that we um, got a chance to play with one of the designers at the con. Um, this one, the although the Kickstarter is over and it's been fully funded, so it's actually in production at the moment, they actually had the ability at the con, which a lot of the groups didn't have, where you could actually buy the game there, and they actually had some like con-exclusive um, cards that they were are going to give you. So I actually did purchase the game while we were there because I liked it so much. Um, it's really funny. It's really easy. I like the sort of um, semi-cooperativeness about it. I like the humor of it because I do like political humor. Um, I like the idea that you want to help this filibuster, but you don't want to help it too much. So sort of the, um, strategy that goes into that. I really like the artwork of it. It's really funny. I like the kind of the ideas of, oh, um, you know, you're going to filibuster this by playing the ukulele for an hour. Or doing sock puppets. Or doing sock puppets or, you know, um, so I really liked that kind of stuff. Um, I really, the, the company itself, um, they were really friendly and they really seemed to like have put a lot of, um, effort into the game. Um, and so I just, I highly recommend this. It's called filibuster by, um, by playing games. And, you know, although we didn't back the Kickstarter, um, I did buy a copy and I'm looking forward to getting it. Nice. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm totally looking forward to that too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just have to find out what crazy laws they want to pass as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, we only got a little small taste of it, but there's lots of. Yeah. Really and I think, stuff. I think our friends will really appreciate it. I too. think so too. Yeah. Uh, my Friday favorite uh, for this month is one that we've played multiple times and we've never finished. We've always made such progress, but then never quite reached that end line. I'm talking about Hogwarts, the Harry Potter <laughs> Battle for Hogwarts game. Yes. We've played it, you and I, uh-huh. on three separate occasions. And we don't own a copy. We don't own a copy. We just found them. Yeah. It finds us, really. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, at one point in, during the con, we sat down with this nice uh, woman and um, whose name was uh, Janice, I believe. 
And we played from book one through like book four. Yeah, we got pretty far. Like we got far. And like we were like, let's go. Because she'd never played it before. Yeah. And it's one of those ones that it's, you could have someone just jump in with like a middle book, but like it gets increasingly difficult. Mm -hmm. So especially for first timer, it's kind of nicer to go back to book one where things are simpler and easier and more straightforward. Get used to those base cards. And then you get the small adjustments. Because that's what the game does. It's like each time you, each game you play or each book that you play, it tweaks it. It tweaks the difficulty up a little bit. But also increases your abilities up a little. Uh huh. But it also makes you reset from square one. Yeah. You know? So like you forget all your spells and stuff. But that's cool. But I, I just, I, we gotta finish it. We, <laughs> yeah. we, the highest we've played is book five. Mm-hmm. We need to go. Do We're six. so close. We're so close. Yeah. I want to get and it done. It was annoying because okay, so at the con we played this at the con and um, whoever had played it last is a monster because the thing about this game is that you can like put it away in a way that it's nicely organized it makes it easy on you for your next game and whoever put it away before had just put everything everywhere the all the cards were mixed together we had to go through i mean it took us a while to go through it all and get all the cards separated out again um they just put like all the like dice stuff in one bag and we were like what are these because they were things that we haven't gotten to yet. And so it kind of spoiled it Apparently for us. Apparently, that's a, a thing bit. that's coming. Yeah, exactly. So we were kind of annoyed with that. Um, this is one that it's kind of funny. Like, we probably will buy this eventually. Oh, no. That's, you're getting that soon. Yeah. It's just a matter of it's kind of expensive and we're not, it's, it's not. It's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's just still a, more expensive than any other game that's yeah, out there. Um, but it's just one that we just haven't pulled the trigger on. But for whatever reason, we. Like, we have friends who've played it. We've played it at a game cafe. We played it here. <laughs> Happy Easter, Lauren. Here's a copy of <laughs> Harry right. Potter Battle for Hogwarts. <laughs> and also, we haven't gotten to play the um, expansion, so... Haven't touched that at all. Yeah. yeah. So, and, like, it's one... Like, it's a deck builder, you know? So, mm-hmm. there's replayability. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that does it for um, our Friday favorites. You know, it was a very long convention. Very mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, as much as I hate being sick, totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty sick, though. <laughs> that was the only kind of sour like note. Like, bedridden <laughs> for two days. I yeah, was. like, literally, I couldn't get out of bed for two days. But, so, guys, if you ever do go to one of these gaming conventions, you know, gamers, nicest people in the world, make sure that you protect yourself health-wise. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like like I said, start the, you know, whatever works for you, the emergency or the airborne um, ahead of time. Get that vitamin Even C going. Get one of those, like, you know, uh, masks you can put yeah, on your maybe. face. Why not? Just be like, I'm not sick. I just, I don't want to catch wanna whatever you it. may yeah. or may not have. And definitely um, Purell up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just go the full bubble boy. Just, <laughs> yeah, know, wear gloves Bounce in there. <laughs> well, we'll definitely um, try to get back to Dice Tower West 2020. Um, and we were really excited to have been able to attend 2019. Music for this episode was provided by BenZone.com. As always, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Rates and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated as it really helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Come talk games with us. Thanks for listening. Bye!